Welcome back to The Reality Informant. I'm your host, Allie Crossan, and I am giggling because I have my friend Jen here. And Jen, this is a very, as you know, casual, Jen knows this, you guys don't. Uh, this is a very casual episode of The Reality Informant because, as you've noticed, I've been MIA for the past couple weeks, but I'm back and I'm excited to be back and I'm back with a friend and I need a friend because it's been a struggled last lately. And Jen, I, I, I feel like we're all going through it. Yes, yes. Okay, I'll introduce yourself to the, to the group. Hi, I'm, well, thank you for having me back. Um, the last episode we recorded was so much fun. I'm Jen. Um, I am on TikTok as Stanley Tucci's Negroni. Um, never gets old saying it. And I'm just a huge, I'm a Bravo-holic, if you will. I'm a Bravo master. If I could give a TED talk, I could do it on Bravo. You know, Thanks. I feel like that's, Jen, that's the what intro. An intro. What an intro. And friends, you have to forgive me. I just tossed that to her because literally I got a panic text from my husband about my toddler who's sick. So I was just, my brain was mom braining. But thank you. Jen is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, we go back to our college days. So it's very funny. 10 years. We, 10 years. Over 10. Over Are 10. A reunion stuff by the way i didn't know there was reunion stuff no i'm boycotting bu at the moment because their um commencement speaker is zasloff who's the president of like warner brothers or whatever and i'm a writer i live in los angeles writers are currently on strike and so the fact that yes, bu wait, wait, is having Jen, someone Jen, talk about this talk about the writer oh. strike by the way i think this is very sure. important for this for this audience because we are lovers obviously of TV, both scripted and not yeah. scripted, but scripted, we know and love, but it's really we important it. that we, that we are informed and we know about the writer's strike. A lot of people don't understand what it is and what it means for people. Sure. Well, I just do want to say Bravo should bring back their scripted because the Bravo scripted shows were elite television. Um, just going to throw that out there. Yes. Um, I'm probably, I'm going to be really less eloquent and like, I am not yet a member of the WGA. So my position is a showrunner's assistant. So a showrunner is basically the head honcho. They often create the show. They spearhead the writing room. Then they're on set making thousands of creative decisions a day. And then they continue through post-production. All that to say a showrunner's job is very important. And I assist the showrunner, so I'm not yet in the union, but I support it because one day I will be as a full-time writer. Basically, what it comes down to, the long and short of it, writers are not getting paid what they are due. A lot of these streamers are not paying writers residuals or residuals that equate to what they should be getting paid based on the amount of streams. Uh, there's so much more to it, and I feel like an idiot even trying to talk about it because I'm uh, it, it, the long and short of it really no, is no, writers wait, are not getting paid yeah. what they're worth. Right. No, exactly. I was going to say they're not getting paid what they're worth or the time or yeah. the effort that they're putting behind these projects and some of these projects that are huge that we know and love. And yeah. it, it's just really, really sad. Is there somewhere that uh, listeners can go to? to kind of learn more about it? Is there like a general website that you? Yeah, so they're the Writers Guild of America. I'm pretty sure it's WGA.org. Um, okay. We'll have like, hold on, let me just double check. 
Yeah, WJ.org will have so much information about the strike. And also, if you if you're a fan of a TV show, you can always go on IMDb and look up who the showrunner is or the writers. And if you follow them on social media, people are posting about it nonstop. Um, and if you're wondering how you can help the writers, if you don't live in LA or DC or New York, I don't know why I said DC. Well, I guess DC too, if you want to boycott or picket outside CNN, why not? Um, you can tweet. You can make TikToks. You can support on social media. There's plenty of things you can do to support the writers. Um, so I am unemployed at the moment and depressed, which is a great combination for watching reality television and having an opinion about it. I like I like to call that a double whammy, Jen. I that's what I like to call it. You know, and listen, yeah. listen, depression loves depression. So welcome. This is actually... Misery loves company, baby. Yes, yes. So, I mean, obviously, I'm a hot mess, like baseline. Uh, the last few weeks have been crazy at work, at home. Um, so, I don't know. I just feel like there's something in the air, Jen. And when there is, you know, you know there what's is. our North Star? What's our North Star? Bravo. Bravo. Yep, I know. Is. Well, there was there the full is. moon. There, there was the full moon that you clips like mercury's in retrograde we just can't win at the moment but bravo guides us home it's true but you know who <laughs> can win jen you know who can who hubhouse that's who can win because we just watched well i guess it was last mm-hmm. week really but we just watched the continuation of the engagement of Carl and Lindsay on Summer House. And today we are going to break down not one, but two versions of Summer House, if you will. And let's get into it, Jen. I, I think we're both, I feel like we're, um, I don't want to age ourselves, but on the um, elder age of commentating on this show, I feel like everyone else is like 23 <laughs> making commentary on this. And then there's me. Um, so I don't know. I'm just excited to talk to you about it. Cause I feel like we're, we have sage advice, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I have watched summer house since season one in my depression. Recently, I went back to watch season one. Um, oh. I have never in my life been a Lindsay Hubbard fan. And I just would like to say to her, if she is listening to this, I am sorry, because (laughs) I, I now find myself at the front lines of the Lindsay Hubbard fandom. I never thought I would see the day. I quite frankly, never thought it, it would be me, but I... I feel like I'm a justice warrior. And when I see injustice, I immediately swing to the other side and... I just really feel for her for what it's more so like what Danielle was saying to the media before this season came out being like, you'll all see and you'll understand why we're not friends anymore. And now we're watching it. And I'm like, you made it seem like Lindsay was going to do something horrific. Yeah. I'm, I'm out here. You know, I'm out here week by week looking and digging for like things. I'm not seeing mm-hmm. anything, Jen. I'm seeing nothing. I am seeing nothing. I am seeing Danielle like misdirecting a lot of emotion towards Robert on a friendship slash relationship that is not hers. Um, So we'll get into that. But let's just get into OG Summer House. 
and where okay. we really started off. So obviously we're, we're kind of at that place where they're at Dockers at this point, right? So Lindsay and Carl get to Dockers. She's surprised. She sees her dad, which, oh my gosh, what did she say? Daddy, I'm engaged. Oh, yeah, that was so I feel cute. Like, I know my inner child was like, oh, like I got, you know, that feeling that must be so lovely. Wait, um, it started ahead. at the house with Kyle telling everyone. Wait, why am I like, why am I saying the toast then? Oh, you're right. You're right. He did. I'm yeah. sorry. He told everyone I'm, at the I'm house. Sh- yes, I'm sorry. You are jumping wow, the Jen. gun. <laughs> See, I'm, I got, I got real, I was really into it. That whole point with Dan, uh, with Lindsay and her dad, though, did make me emotional. That's probably right. Oh, but yes, forgive me. I did me. cry. They were at, see, that's why sometimes it, it helps to have somebody on here. So I'm not talking out of my ass. Um, yes, they start there and we see Kyle go off and do this. And everybody was just like making faces, making remarks. I was with Sam on this one, Jen. I don't know about Same. you, but I was like, can't we just be like happy about this? Like, this is a wonderful moment. And, you know, I, I want to put a pin in this, but Maya, you know, in the past I've watched her and I've been really irritated by her. I really, really have. And it, I, I kind of went into this episode with, with like preconceived like thoughts on her. And I said, there's gotta be something that we're not seeing because she just like, is so on Danielle's side and it didn't really make any sense to me. Like the, the way that, cause she always seems fiercely loyal and that's what she kind of, I don't know, like talks about and I don't know, talks about a lot and I couldn't quite get it, but like the looks that she and Danielle were throwing at each other while Kyle was making this toast was like, they're ha- that's was my takeaway, Jen. Like I was like, okay, I could either be totally grossed out by this interaction right now that like they are being this bitchy, quite frankly, or there's just like such a deeper level to this that I just don't really think we've seen or get because it's not adding up. What were your thoughts? Yes. So my thought on Maya is I loved her last season and she has proved useless this season. Um, We don't need her. And I used to love her, but we don't need her. She should not be brought back because she offered nothing. And I don't know if that's necessarily her fault or the fact that they overloaded cast members. Like there were so many cast members. Hmm. But I found it interesting that Maya only met these people a year ago. So her reaction like it just feels like she's so deeply invested in something for people who are very new like I don't want to say very new but people who she doesn't have these like years-long relationships with like I understand she and Lindsay had that drama at the beginning of the summer but it seemed like they squashed it so I'm going maybe you were pretending to squash it with Lindsay because now you're in this really weird siding with Danielle like I mean, what actually boggled my mind is that there were, and maybe I'm jumping the gun, but there was not one single person who said to Danielle, you can't do this right now. Like, you need to stop. You're being insane. Um, And I thought maybe Maya would, like, be the one. Like, she's comforting Danielle. And then I thought maybe she would also talk sense into her because I do think Maya does have a good head on her shoulders. but, But that didn't happen. 
was very, I was confused. No, you bring a good point because like I was also looking for that from Maya too. I was surprised that she didn't do that because she, she always seems like that one who will kind of serve you the truth too, you know? Yeah. Like like, she pulled Sam aside being like, you talk too much. Where's that Maya? That's so true. That's such a good point. But and because even later on in the episode, she is like talking to Sierra and Paige about it, like about it. And she makes the comment, like not the time and place. And I'm like, where was that then? So like, yeah, I'm so with you. I was like, what are we doing here? Are you like so in shock too that you're not like thinking about this? But I don't know. Anyway, the whole way the room did not, step in and say like someone didn't just like stand up and say this is amazing and like cheer and clap and like kind of redirect the emotion to something positive was weird so weird and I understand Sam's point of view of being like she's maybe newer to the group so she's not she doesn't know that she has the place to step in there so she's going to be happy in the corner but like Paige and Maya are sitting there and having a very, the same reaction to her behavior. So get up and and pull her aside and tell her like not the time or place. That to me is where I went, oh, they actually aren't really your friends because they just like that you were on the outs with Lindsay. Because if they were truly invested in your friendship, they would have the wherewithal to be like, Danielle, I understand you're going through this, but this reaction you're having is not serving you right now. And it's not serving everybody else. And it's really inappropriate. And you can't even use the excuse, well, it's a TV show, because I think better drama would have been one of them pulling her aside and having that sort of conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree, because if you think about the friendships that, like, already exist, I think if if it was, say, Sierra in, in, that, situ- in that position, the same one as Danielle, a hundred percent Paige would run over to her and be like, stop, chill, relax. You're doing too much. You're doing way too much. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. And then for her to get like, so up for her to just like be so upset. Am I like, is my brain jog? Is this when they were they outside calling Sierra at this point? Yeah. Right. Yeah. When um, they were at the house, when it, it felt like Sierra called Maya but they yes. were at the house with Sierra on the phone. Right. I Like, the way that they, like, it was just um, Danielle and it was just Maya outside. And then they're, like, Maya was basically, like, turning to Sierra because she didn't know what to do. Right? It was, like, Sierra was, like, mm-hmm. hot potatoing her. I mean, Maya was hot potatoing her to Sierra. And then Sierra, her reaction was basically, like, um, yeah, which to me, Jen, was like, are you guys that close? Like, this is yeah. how we're responding right now. And it felt like Danielle was like a lot more like leaning on them a lot more than they were like expecting. So it was just a very weird. The whole thing was like odd. And I liked Andrea being like, <laughs> thinking Danielle's behavior. I mean, I love him. And I think he and Lexi should be on the next season because he just brings such levity and such brightness to the show. But Andrea being like, I mean, I'm happy for them. Like, yeah, if your reaction, and it is so layered and complicated, like the friendship breakdown between Lindsay and Danielle, but at the same time, 
And Lindsay even says it later on in the confessional. Like, if you are my best friend, Mm -hmm. this is something that will be temporary and we'll get over it. So be happy for me. But the fact that Danielle couldn't even be happy for her, it's like, no, you're not her friend. But that's why I also don't. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say there was like it just to me. The immaturity of Danielle's reaction was like striking. I I really was taken aback by her responding that way. Cause I just feel like she has always held herself to like this much more mature standard. I don't even know if you want to call it standard, but just like position. And that reaction was just so like, I'm a three-year-old, I didn't get what I want. So I actually am going to say something right now and in no way are they equivocated or like equal, but I almost wonder if, you know how on Vanderpump Rules, because Jax Taylor existed, we failed to sometimes see actually how terrible Tom Sandoval was. Like we knew he kind of sucked, but then now that he couldn't hide behind Jax, it's apparent how much of an awful human being he is. I'm sort of wondering if like, because Danielle has not been flawless. Like, even though I've been a fan of her, she has done things in past seasons where I have been very confused or been like, what the fuck was that? I almost am wondering if now that she doesn't have Lindsay attached to her hip and like, there's no question audience hates Lindsay way more than anybody else on the show. So now that she doesn't have the shadow of Lindsay to hide behind are we seeing this is maybe who Danielle is, but we always equated her against Lindsay. So it never really seemed that bad. No, that's a, that's a very valid (laughs) theory. Like I know I'm, I totally get it. I know what you're saying. I hear you. I definitely feel like she's always had like a trail of drama around her. There's always been something that's like really, I don't know. I don't know if it's like she drinks too much or something just happens. She's crying. Like, you're right. I feel like there is always something. I, I don't think you're wrong. Maybe we're like seeing it now. We're seeing it. But anyway, yeah. I want to like keep us. Let's keep keep it. Sorry. Moving. Yes. Because no, no, because this is obviously like tied to everything else we see. You brought up a good point about how none of her friends really um, or none of the girls really took her to the side and said, like, relax, stop acting this way. Well, when they get to Dockers, right, which Carl plans, which I think is very sweet, right? I think he mm-hmm. obviously put in a lot of time and energy to plan this whole evening and have it like at least part of the area reserved, which I know is hard to do out there. Um, so uh, kudos to Carl. I think it was really nice. Um, but when we get there, was it Danya? Justice for Danya, whoever Danya is, her PR friend, that was the friend that we all need. And we all need to mm-hmm. aspire to be Danya. For when we're in a situation like that, because she handled it really well. And obviously, I mean, what was your take on that whole situation, actually? First of all, kudos to the editors uh, who just showing us those timestamps, showing us Danielle going up to so many different people. Oh my gosh, we'll get to that. We will get to that. We will. I promise. (laughs) Well, I was just quite frankly flabbergasted because it's, yes, you probably know Don, like there's just no sense of rational thought of like, oh, I'm going to, maybe I'm actually a psychopath where if I'm about to shit talk, I always think in my head, is this person better friends with me or the person I'm about to shit talk? So 
there was just no <clears throat> cognizance of like, this is Dan Lindsay's friend. This person is here for Lindsay. So for Danielle to just stand there and kind of like shit talk Lindsay to Lindsay's friend's face at Lindsay's engagement, of course it's going to get back to Lindsay. Also, how daft do you have to be? How narcissistic? It's not about, and I, I think, does Danya say, like, it's not about you right now? Yeah, I don't, yes. I don't, yes. yeah. It was, it's like, just very like, forward. Mm-hmm. You're, she made their engagement about how she felt left out of it. And it's like, but the engagement's between two people. Why would you be included in that? Most, but I don't, and Sierra's bullshit thing last episode of, like, I would know if Paige and Craig are getting engaged. Maybe, but are you Paige's number one best friend? I feel like sometimes engagements happen and either they tell no one about, like the man tells no one about it, or he tells everybody about it simultaneously so he can do like a little party. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But why does Danielle, like even if they were on good terms, does Carl have to include Danielle in that thing? I want to say no. I don't think he has to, no. even if she and Lindsay were on best friend terms. No, and I say this, I'm... Um, all that to say, yeah. I, like, I've been in, you know, you've also been in a million, like, situations with weddings, so have I. It's like, the, my expectation of what the, like, whole process is and who should know and what should be involved, like, that whole thing was very different at 24, 25, 26. Now I'm in my 30s and yeah, Jen, like I don't, there's no rules to this, period. And the person who's asking whomever to get engaged to them, it's their prerogative, period, like end of story. Like it really, really is. And, you know, I think ideally, I think every girl of a girlfriend would love to know and be first. You know, I think it's like one of those things you want to know when your best friend's getting engaged, right? But that's just not what happens. Yeah, it's wild to me that she assumes that she is entitled to be included in this engagement and then is going to go shit talk it to various people at the wedding. It's like she might as well just the wedding, the engagement party, like she might as well have just gone up to Lindsay's dad and been like, I wasn't included in this engagement. Like that's like, like she had to be drunk, right? Like, sorry, I'm I'm just... Like, was she, it's like, you know, when you get like wine drunk, like everyone has like different versions of themselves and like different drinking. Like, I really feel like, and this is like maybe through my lens of life, she was wine drunk where it's like, you don't really realize how much you're saying something. Like, I feel like she lost control a little bit. It didn't feel like Mm -hmm. it was fully her. I felt like she was definitely like a little sauced and I'm like, are you, do you realize how many times you've said this? Like, I don't think she really, really quantified it to be honest, but I don't know. She also, the next day, she was embarrassed. Yeah. I also do think there are so many, like when it comes to the Carl Lindsay relationship, I do think there's an element of jealousy there on her behalf. Oh, wait, let me just circle back real quick because Carl told you he bought a ring. So how surprised are you? You knew he had a ring. He's been ring this shopping. Is, this is the this is one thing that I, I took that note down later. I think because when 
and we're jumping all over the place. But guys, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. We're having a day. When they Kyle can, and they, Carl were they're following. Yes, they've seen it too. When Kyle and Carl like connect it towards the end, you know, about it and or really he tells Carl what Danielle has said and her feelings on the whole situation, which for the record, I don't think Kyle should have said anything about this until like weeks later. Like I don't understand why it was brought up then. But he did. He brought it up. Kyle I, did it because um, that was Kyle producing. Kyle was producing the show. He was saying, "Oh, let's I add mean, a little bit like, of something." It was just sort of like, "What are we doing right now?" Um, but anyway, he he did that. He added that. But I'm sitting there and I'm just like, at what point did Danielle not feel like that was enough information? Like I feel like when someone told you that they're getting a ring and they're seriously shopping for the ring. That means I'm getting engaged to your best friend or your once was best friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. Like, that's what that means. I, obviously she's upset that she didn't know about the plan of the evening, but they weren't close enough. And to, to Lindsay's point, she was truly talking shit on this situation for weeks, weeks. And it's like, I, I think she thinks because she was, I think she feels like she was commentating on the situation. Like, I really feel like that's how Danielle is justifying this is because she really thinks that she's just, like, telling people what happened. But what she's not realizing is that she's, like, doing that and wrapping it with her opinion, which is obviously, like, a negative one. And it's really coming off as she's just talking shit. That's what this is. And it's like, I she can't see that. And that's, I, I don't know. I can't help you. <laughs> Yeah. And also, I feel like Carl tells you he has the ring. That's the open door for you to say, oh, my God, like, are you proposing soon? The open door to be like, wow, like, you know what, Carl, like, that's really beautiful. That's really great. Do you have an idea in mind? Do you need help? That was her opportunity. He was almost, I feel like, giving her an olive branch and she didn't take it. Yes, he Mm. could have been like, I'm planning a proposal. She's putting it all on him when really he told her about the ring and she had a freak out. So why is he then going to ask you to help plan a proposal when you're freaking out about the ring? As opposed to, I bought a ring. Oh my God, that's amazing. Can I help with anything? Do you need me to help get her there? Do you need help with florals? Any sort of, that would have been her best friend opportunity to jump in and offer to like be included in that proposal. And she didn't do it. So it's not all on Carl at all. It's not on Carl point blank. I just don't like what what her what was her preference? Like I don't understand what her preference was. I guess for her to know about the ring and then the situation a couple weeks before. I mean, I do I think there is something to be said about the fact that Chris like knew about it. But like I think he was just there and it just so happened to like be I something think he that was just he found out. Yeah, I don't think it was like a thing. So um but yeah, I don't know. That whole thing was weird, but I'm jumping around, but I'm thinking about like really before they headed there and the real panic attack that Danielle has in the bathroom. And like, I'm not here to judge anyone's like panic attacks. You know, everybody has different triggers, people, levels of intensity of anxiety changes. And obviously this was like a crazy situation. I think it was heightened by cameras, obviously, like she knew that this was being Filmed that would be playing back to her like that's obviously in the back of her head but 
for it to get to this point was to me like so telling that this was like the reaction was not matching the reality in that that's where my head was like this is not about Lindsay this is so about her own life yes. right now and like yeah you know I'm obviously not licensed to make any kind of judgments but I I don't know it just felt like wow it feels like and again based on my non-professional psychological opinion um I do think there's an element and I started saying this before and then I went off on a tangent I think there's an element of jealousy whether she would classify it that or not of Yes, they've been friends for years, but if you take away the Carl and Lindsay friendship and it's just two people who started dating, it's fast and furious. They're in love so quickly. They move in so quickly. Now they're engaged. It was a fast-tracked timeline. And I think for Danielle, she is still in this like plateau with Robert of their entire relationship and everything about whether they settle down or buy a place or get engaged revolves around him and his job. I think there's probably jealousy and resentment there subconsciously of like, I have put so much into a relationship and I'm not even getting anything that I'm begging mm-hmm. for out of it. Meanwhile, here's my best friend who has always struggled with guys and now all of a sudden is engaged. Like, I wonder if there's an element of like, this was supposed to be me. Yeah. Not yeah. with Carl, but just like, this is Situation. where I envisioned myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. and I don't, And that is not something I'm criticizing her for because I think any woman in Danielle's position would feel the same way. Uh, Maybe not the way she's reacted with Lindsay and Carl, but I think any woman could have that same, oh, I thought this was going to be me. Wow, like what the fuck is going on with my own relationship? Yeah, or just like just where you are at in your life and like where you are in what you thought your timeline would be, which we all know timelines are BS, right? But yeah. I mean, still, it's still there. We're all human, right? So, I mean, listen, I understand her going through like these thoughts and having these like th- these anxieties about things and, you know, life and milestones. That's very real. But for her to behave this way at this engagement party was so bad. Like, like you said, the editors and the timestamps was a gift. Like, thank you so much because I was like, is this for real happening? And it was, it was happening every few minutes. Okay. And then the thing that I thought was like, so telling Jen was the next morning when, and I like mentioned it before when she's kind of like telling everybody about like what happened and like, oh, it's bad. She was trying to like make an excuse for herself and saying like, Oh, I didn't want to make it about myself. You know, I was like, what if that was not making it about yourself? What is, (laughs) what is, what is, what is, I just, Um, I was stunned. I think it really is. And now I do feel bad because I feel like we've been like, shitting on Danielle the whole episode, but I, but I think everything we've said is so valid. And I, I do want to show her some empathy because I'm, I'm imagining she is in a very, just like sad, confused, overwhelmed place in her life of like friendships falling apart, relationships falling apart. She doesn't really have a job because she's trying to build one. Like she doesn't have a life raft at the moment. And so I'm sure she felt really embarrassed about that and wasn't, and 
I would imagine she doesn't actually think she made anything about herself that night and maybe was just having conversations with people. Mm-hmm. But the conversations were about ultimately her and Lindsay as opposed to just like, I'm so happy for her. Um, I don't know. I Her behavior no, all season I mean, has really like yeah, been it's baffling. Behavior. Her behavior... That's what I'm commenting on is the behavior. Yeah. It's not her. Oh yeah. We all, we all, I think we all know that like she's, a, I think, oh, sorry, I dropped my phone. She's a lover. I think, I think that's why she gets so emotional about things is that she like really loves things, people and you know, she yeah. wants good relationships and strong relationships. And I think she's like a hopeless romantic. And I think that applies to mm. friendships too for her. And when they don't work yeah. out and things don't kind of play out the way she had hoped it, really affects her um yeah I don't know I think that this I hope that this like like you had mentioned the whole PR tour that she had done really ahead of this season I wonder if she's like thinking about it differently now um obviously she's hearing feedback from people so I'm curious like if her tones changed but I haven't really seen her comment on things the same way she was like a couple months back yeah have you it's interesting No. And it's interesting you bring that up because I feel like she must, because coming off of last season, Lindsay was in the doghouse with like everyone. And I imagine her thinking everyone's going to be on my side. It doesn't matter what Lindsay does because she can't win. And I've seen that firsthand. So yeah, of course they're all going to side with me after they see the footage. And the fact that people are actually siding with Lindsay has probably shaken her a little bit. I would I would be shook if I was like on a media tour saying, you'll see, you'll see, it's just Lindsay being Lindsay. And then people who hate Hubhouse, me <laughs> being one of them, then being like, no, wait a second, girl, you're the crazy one. That probably doesn't feel great. But I also think the thing with, the thing about Danielle, because you you nailed it, she is such a lover and she is so loyal but something my therapist says to me all the time about friendships is you at some point have to accept the person for who they are, not who you want them to be. And I think she was, she's always kind of known who Lindsay is, but now that she is in a place in her life where not, she doesn't have a life raft, she's wanting and needing a little bit more from Lindsay, but she's always known Lindsay can only give X amount. So she's now, I think she has changed her expectations of Lindsay. And that is always going to put you in a sticky situation with a friend, because if you're expecting more from someone and they don't know you're expecting more or they don't have more to give and you're not accepting them at, you're not meeting them at their table, it's always going to be messy and it's going to be so hard. And I just think like Lindsay is, Lindsay has always been Lindsay. We've known this since season one. She hasn't really changed. Yeah, it's Danielle no, think, who has sort of so changed. True. I think that's so true. And Jen, I think that goes for all relationships. I think you need mm-hmm. to communicate. And I, I have said, and I think on some past episodes when I've been talking about Summer House, I've said that Danielle's issue is communication, is that she does not communicate her expectations with people. She doesn't lay out her boundaries and we're seeing that happen like in real time, the, the, her not doing that, it's now coming to bite her in the ass and she's upset and she doesn't know why. Well, it's because she didn't communicate what she needed from her friends, from her relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's learning. That's a huge thing that I think 
when you come into adulthood and you really kind of quote unquote grow up, I think that's one of those boxes you check is like learning how to communicate your needs. But this isn't yeah. therapy, right? <laughs> Who knew we're in no. therapy, guys? But, but I <laughs> <laughs> I do have a prediction for next season for, I do have a prediction. Okay. This is my theory. Um, Bravo hasn't announced whether they've renewed summer house or not. I would be aghast if they didn't at this point. Um, but I would also be shocked if they did not bring back Danielle. This is how I genuinely think they will find their way back to each other this summer. I wouldn't be shocked if it's like, we haven't spoken in a year. The reunion goes terribly, but now they're all back in the house and they slowly like, have these like Danielle has almost like a head between her legs moment and Lindsay is just like I'm you know sobbing like I miss my friend where's my friend Mm -hmm. I I do think that ultimately they will my prediction and if I'm wrong don't come at me I do think they'll end up finding their way back to each other by the end of the summer if they're both back for summer house this season well I'm gonna double down on yours and say (laughs) not only that but I think they are going to do a change. It's not going to be like, I think it's going to be more sit, half city, like heavily their lives in the city. And on the weekends, they'll do like weekend trips to the, to the house. Because I think they t- were testing us this season to see like if we liked going back to the city with them as much. Because I think that's been feedback is that people like to see their life like during the week because it's like hard to really get to know them or care all summer. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think, but, but to in, to allow for like certain people, like I think the Kyle's, the Amanda's, the pages to like have longevity on the network. They need to do that. Otherwise it's like, I think we're all kind of meh. And that's what the show used to be. It used to be about like work hard, play hard. And it switched with COVID, but I think they can now go back to showing their city lives. Cause to me, that's, what's more interesting. Like what happens during the week. I also want to say that Sam and Gabby to me are the best additions to summer house, probably since they added Paige. And I know that people hate Paige. I like her. I think she worked. Mm -hmm. I love her. I do. But I think like Sam and Gabby are the future of Summer House, particularly Sam. I am obsessed with her. I love her so much. And I love her and Corey. I think it's wonderful. I totally no, I'm we're big fans of them over here. We I love Sam. She like reposts stuff that I post. Love her. Hey girl. (laughs) And then um who else? Who else are we? Hopefully she'll come on one day. I think we were DMing a few weeks ago. We really were. Wink, wink. Um, Love and that. then who else were, who else were you doing? Oh yeah. Gabby. No, you know, at first Gabby with her astrology BS, I was like, listen, girl, I'm a cancer. You're going to write me off like that quickly. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I mean, she was onto something. Cancers are a little bit cray cray. We are. So like I'll own it. <laughs> um, but I do, I don't know. I think she's like really fun commentary and I feel like you always need a person like that. And I think that that's really refreshing. And Sam, yeah, I agree. You need like, you needed someone with that energy who was there to have like fun and be like, I don't know, be a little bit like raw and say things that are a little bit like maybe not so PC because, and for the record, she is pretty PC, but she just says things that are a little bit like, I don't know, outside of the box. So it's like nice to have that. But yeah. And she's also young. No, no, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say she's young and vibrant and like embodies what Summer House was originally about. Like party hard, like work hard during the week, party hard on the weekends. Like she has that energy that I think is so needed on this kind of show. I'm laughing because I thought you were going to say that like I aspire to have because I am. Oh, also, but like same. (laughs) If I could like, if I could have that body and that energy and that head of hair and fuck Corey, like, yeah. Those eyeballs. Like, yeah, her eyeball, like just her eyes. Oh my God, Jen. Mm. You know what I was saying at work the other day? And I think this is okay because it's like, it relates to, to Sam. This is for everybody here. This is like a fun fact. I don't know if it's a fun fact or more embarrassing, but I went through a phase where I wear colored contacts and I was telling people at work, Jen, how I went, it was like a color. They were like blue or something. I have very brown eyes. Um, I think I remember this. I wore them in college for like, I think a month. And then I was like, these are stupid. Why did I do this? And um, we were talking about it at work. Have you ever done anything like that? Like, I don't know, adjusted yourself, like, like sun in or anything. Um, Jen and I are both like, we have both have like that olive skin, dark brown hair, dark eyes. So for us to change that was like against everything, right? I feel like that's what we've always been told our whole lives. Like don't touch anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went through a phase in my obviously early 20s where I started getting blonde highlights. Um, (gasps) And it took, first of all, because my hair is so dark and my roots go grow so quickly, like within two weeks I had dark, dark, like I have almost black hair. And so the blonde was a choice and I did it for like a year and a half and then I slowly faded it out. And then I went through a crisis in 2019 where I decided to do highlights again. And it took me like a year and a half to actually like get, grow them fully out of my head to the point like because I would you know do the glaze and try and get rid of it but then they're just still like I actually think finally the last threads of blonde are out of my hair I'm I'm just not meant to be a blonde yeah I mean listen we got to stay in our lanes you know Mm -hmm. our lane sorry anyway sorry guys I was just it was very funny story and Sam's are very blue and I just thought about it anyway okay I think, unless there's any other points you want to make coming off of this episode. Um, no, I, I think, think we touched on everything. Oh, you know, oh, you know what? My last yeah, my yeah. last thing. Robert trying to be boyfriend of the year. <laughs> How did we forget and, like, this? Defend, okay, sorry. And oh. defend Danielle to Carl. It's like, bro, go back to Montauk. Stop pretending like you give a fuck because you don't. It felt so shallow and hollow to me. I was like, I'm bored by this. This is you know what it you know. No wonder Carl got angry. Do you know what it? it, I don't know. I could be so wrong, and I've been wrong before. We know this. (laughs) Did it? Did it feel like for like a half a second that maybe just maybe Danielle told the story to him a little bit differently than the way it actually happened? Because I was sort of like, he just seems so, like, it's, again, not matching the actual reality of, like, what happened between them. So I was really lost by that. So that was the, that was my only note on that. I'm like, hmm, I wonder how yeah. real this is. But anywho, okay, now, 
thousand let's percent. move into Martha's Vineyard and I, I want to touch upon it because obviously we didn't get like a full show right like we were meeting everybody mm-hmm. we were getting um the first taste we were getting the like we were setting the stage the scene if you will um and what were your thoughts off the bat I really loved it I think it felt fun and fresh and I I also clocked, I I think they're just there for two weeks straight. I think it's sort of that what they're doing with Winter House, where it's for two weeks, people are in the house. It's not back and forth to their lives. Um, So I am interested to see how that will play out throughout the whole show. But I really liked everyone. I, the only, I'm trying to think if there's anyone where I was like, they're not doing it for me. I think it's hard to judge by the first episode. There were some characters for sure. And I do think Jasmine is going to be our hub house. Um, and I'm I'm interested to see how the marriage, that couple, Silas and Jasmine, play out together. Um, my other immediate thought was like, Amir is definitely somebody that I would try and have sex with. But then he like sort of came <laughs> out with like being shocked by, <laughs> I was like, so my type. But then him being shocked by Jordan's celibacy, I was like, maybe fuck boy. Maybe that's the type of guy I'm supposed to be staying away from. Um, but everyone just seemed really fun. Good energy, good vibes. I always find like groups where it's some people are really good friends and then there's outliers that people have history with all meshing together are always an interesting experiment to watch. So Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. I think I would, yeah, I think overall I would absolutely agree. Like, I am so excited about this. I, first of all, I have to say, and maybe it's like the history nerd in me, but I did think it was cool that they took the time to actually explain what Martha's Vineyard means to Black Americans or mm-hmm. just like Black people in America. I, I thought that was very important. And it was like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that. And I think that's like what yeah, me either. keep doing. Um, and it just makes it, it makes, I think the viewer understand just the the connection to the cast more. And I think that's really cool. But yeah, overall, I thought it was so good. I thought this is the kind of show that, they're doing it right in terms of the cast and the age too. And like you mentioned, mm-hmm. like they had a married couple on that's new doing that. And like, I'm married. So I'm like, Ooh, this is like, okay, cool. And then there was a single mom on thing. And then there were like, everybody else was single. And I just think that was a really smart decision to kind of just like throw the net out there and, and, and try to get the most out of it. And yeah, I think it's a 15 day thing. I saw that as well. And I think that maybe that's what this is. Like, maybe it's just, like, rotating, like, the real world. Remember, like, I had said, I think this needs to be, like, the real world where every year, every season, it's a new group. Like, I think the original Summer House is what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really feel like they can start doing spinoffs, you know, like, all over the country if they do it that way. And that's great. I know. (laughs) I would love to see that. I also think, um, well, I, I do think it's interesting because obviously we have Kyle and Amanda on Summer House, but Kyle is such a partier. They're not that typical married. They just have an interesting relationship. I think it's interesting mm-hmm. on Martha's Vineyard that Silas is the more straight-laced one and Jasmine is the one who seems to have like to go out and all of this stuff. And so that um, 
tension I find really interesting because we don't have that on Summer House. I also thought it just brought a breath of fresh air where it was just still like they're fighting over the dog. Like it's silly stuff at this point Mm -hmm. that I, you need that levity to balance out what will obviously become like the heavier stuff. Um, And like Bria was just like, I'm laying on the couch. I can hear them talking about me. Like that kind of comedy is. Yes. Yes. Funny. Also, just like the yeah. editing over, mm-hmm. uh, was it Nick? No, no, not Nick. Oh, Nick's yeah. the Nick is the creative, the ad agency guy. I like love that they. I, I'm going through my notebook because I have all these notes now. But who was the? Okay, was it? No, Jordan. Jordan. Oh no, Preston. Preston. Preston's the one who is basically the like the editors. They made fun with like the music of him, like basically preaching every time he went on like a little bit of a tangent. They did like the mm-hmm. music but over him. That was hysterical. Like things like that yeah. are funny. And then I just thought the whole I think that the the women were all from the Playboy Bunny club. Like okay. Like let's just like put that in there. Like that's not a like I big know. deal. Like, come on. That's like the most beautiful people ever. <laughs> like, okay. I know. I um, and I also loved um I called him, I made a video on TikTok and I was like, I forgot his name, but he's the vegan guy. I think his name is Alex. That's and I Alex. really enjoyed his energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he was really cool. Like part of me was like, okay, you're annoying a little bit with like your whole like Pumbaya thing, but I get it. Listen, like, mm-hmm. you know, you do you. Um, but I think Mariah is going to be my fave. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was, mm-hmm. she was really funny. And I think she just like oh, saw yeah. things for what they were and was like calling people out left and right. But I think it's interesting to your point that Jasmine seems to be like a little bit of a partier. And then she's got this yeah. husband who's like, but listen, here, here's something. Like I will say, I'm married and there have been times where like, not that I come home too late, but like, I don't know, maybe a work event. Like it, I come home later than what we talked about. And the next day it's like, what's there to do? after like 12 o'clock with work friends like go home right you have a kid what are you doing I think that's normal but it's not like you have to be home by 12 like no um but I'm excited about this I think it's gonna be good I think it's gonna be fun I think to your point like having it be in shorter sprints like the actual shooting of it makes it makes the energy of the cast more exciting but I think what's Mm -hmm. the most exciting Jen is just new people and I think Bravo has yeah. a problem of like recycling people for like 80 years. And sometimes it's okay to say next. That's all. Yeah. Because it is interesting who they decide to say, nah, we're good on you with like, I was still shocked that the Han- Hannah burner, I don't know if she got fired or they chose to not bring her back, but I was shocked that she actually like, was gone like there's certain people that they get rid of and it's maybe more particularly on summer house where I go wow really that's the person you're gonna get rid of and I it also was refreshing Martha's Vineyard because I was like wow there's men like summer house has three (laughs) guys and as a single female viewer the more eye candy you put on my screen the happier I am and so Martha's Vineyard just having, I mean, I don't, I know we haven't met one of them yet, but like five very attractive, interesting, funny guys on the screen. I was like, yeah, I'm here for it. This is what I want to be no, seeing. No, I'm with you. I, I listen, I am not single. I'm married, but I also will enjoy yeah. that week after week, you know, I'll come back. 
So I think, look, I think we're in like a I also think place. you just need I it. You need they, the... Yeah. Personality. You need different genders. You need those... You just need that. I totally agree. I think it makes for like interesting conversation. Fights are different. It's just better. It's just better. I can't wait. So anyway, what else? Anything? Oh, before we close out, any hot topics you want to talk about? There's something I want to talk about. Are we going to talk about Kim and Croy? What the hell? Okay. People were saying <laughs> it's for tax beat. reasons. Yeah. What? Wait, can yeah, you what hear me? Like? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, People on my, I made a video about it and people were saying it's for tax reasons, <laughs> but then I just saw today he filed for sole custody of the littles. I know. I know. I know. It's like not good. This is not good, Jen. I don't, I Someone don't know, Someone spent man. that money. Someone something's spent that not, money. Something's not adding up. And all I have to yeah. say is. Why is Bethany commenting on it? Bethany, girl. Bethany, what is you doing? Bethany, she needs I don't know. to get alive. I don't know. I don't know. She's just, she's just, he's just too much. He's just too much. But anywho, okay, guys, a lovely week ahead. I feel like I have a couple records happening later this week that I think you'll be very excited about. I feel like I've been teasing things forever, but it's fine. When it happens, it'll be very exciting. Uh, but Jen, thank you so much for joining me on a very casual record day and just shooting the shit and talking all things summer house. I think we're both so passionate about it. We forget that we're being, you know, recorded. At least I am. I love it. I always yes, love it. No, I forget all the time. It's just easy to talk to you and it's easy to talk about things I'm passionate about like Bravo TV. <laughs> so thank you for having me. I had a blast. Of course. Until next time. And guys, remember, you can find Jen at Stanley Tucci's Negroni on TikTok. Anywhere else, Jen, or just TikTok? TikTok, you can link my, you can find my Instagram from there if you're so inclined, but TikTok's where the magic happens. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is truly magical over there. Okay, okay. Until next time, bye.